everyone. I'm your host, Amanda Chang, and welcome back to another episode of the AIA On Air podcast. Today, we've got with us a very special guest, Dr. Whitney Chua from White Coat Medical. Hello, doctor. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me today. Welcome, Dr. Whitney. Now, for all our listeners who are not familiar with White Coat, they're Singapore's leading telehealth platform that allows you to consult GPs, pediatricians, and even mental wellness professionals right from your phone via the White Coat app. So, Dr. Whitney, I've got to ask, everyone knows that health is wealth. It's one of the things Singaporeans are so obsessed about. We've got excellent health care, we eat healthy food, go for workouts. But is being physically well the only aspect of being healthy? Well, that's a great question, Amanda. Now, physical health is very important, but it's not the only aspect of being healthy. The World Health Organization defines good health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. All right. So tell me, what does it really mean to be healthy? What other aspects should we be cultivating? Well, we've got to take care of ourselves holistically. And this means looking after our physical, our mental, as well as our social well-being. These three aspects of health are all interconnected. So for example, our mental health affects how we think, how we feel, how we act. It also affects how we handle stress and our social interactions. Now, did you know that social ties are just as important for our health as diet and exercise? Some studies have shown that people with healthy social relationships are more likely to engage in increased physical activity and make better food choices. They are also less prone to illnesses such as diabetes later on in life. Well, health does look different for everyone. And it's not something that you can quite quantify by a single metric, right? That's right. So without any of these three pillars of good health, your overall holistic health will be affected. Poor mental health is a risk factor for chronic physical conditions and vice versa. So for example, people with type 1 or type 2 diabetes are more likely to suffer from depression. And people with depression have an increased risk of developing diabetes. Whilst we do not yet fully understand the causal relationship, it is clear that treating one condition can have a beneficial effect on the other. So we know that the mind and the body are linked. Does that sort of explain why, with people self-isolating and the limited interactions during the pandemic, we've started seeing more people struggle with their mental health? You're absolutely right. So since the start of the pandemic, alongside increased calls to our team of GPs seeking medical attention for physical health, we have also seen an increase in patients calling in to speak with a mental wellness professional because they struggle to adapt to the new normal. Well, at least it's a step forward for our society as more and more people are seeking help and putting their mental health at the forefront. Yeah, so it's very important to recognize when one's negative thoughts and emotions are just getting too much to handle alone. If you feel these emotions for a prolonged period, seek professional help. All in all, taking care of your physical, mental and social well-being is a unique personal journey that requires a customized lifestyle behavior and decisions. So some people may require periodic professional intervention while others don't. No two people are alike on this journey towards good health. Yeah, it's definitely a journey and a very personal one at that. And I know that you mentioned earlier that our journey towards good health may involve a certain level of behavioral change. So what are some realistic changes that we can incorporate into our daily lives to improve our holistic wellness? 
So to improve our physical health, having a healthy diet and keeping physically active are both important. And physical activity doesn't need to be full-on exercising or sports. It can be anything from household chores to even just standing while you're working. When we engage in physical activity, our body releases chemicals called endorphins or what we know as happy hormones. And these trigger a positive feeling which is where that post-workout high comes from. Now, regular exercise has been proven to reduce stress, anxiety, feelings of depression, and it also helps to boost one's self-esteem and improves our sleep. So you see, physical activity not only improves our physical health, but also plays a part in our mental well-being. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. I started working out during the height of the pandemic last year, and I can see how it changed my mood overall. So doctor, tell me, how much exercise would you say would be enough then? Well, when we say regular exercise, the magic number we're looking for is 150 minutes of physical activity a week. Now, I know that sounds quite scary at first, but when you break it down into bite-sized activities, such as 30 minutes a day for five times a week, it becomes a lot more doable. So the key is not to be overambitious, just be realistic. If your lifestyle had been quite sedentary, then start low, go slow, build up your strength and your stamina gradually. What we want to achieve is a sustainable lifestyle change. Yeah, so sustainable is the key word here. Starting slow and low is definitely better than nothing at all, right? Absolutely. Now, a diet also plays an important role in this. And I find that preparing my own meals helps me a lot with maintaining a good and a balanced diet. Plus, I love that it's also a great bonding activity. You know, if you don't know what to do during the weekend, hey, meal prep! Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, with all the dining restrictions, perhaps instead of over-relying on food delivery, you can consider meal prepping. Meal prepping and cooking lets you spend quality time with loved ones, and it's a great way to keep the kids occupied and away from their devices. It also helps to teach them healthy eating habits from young. Mm-hmm. There's nothing quite like a good home-cooked meal. And I totally agree. Spending time with people I care for definitely helps boost my mood. Actually, something else that helps me is establishing a fixed routine in my daily life. Especially a fixed sleep and wake cycle. Having a good body clock is really tricky when we're all working from home. But we at least gotta try, right? Otherwise, the unending sleep that doesn't allow us to focus. And there's nothing worse than going to a workout when you're feeling lethargic. Exactly. And you know what, Amanda, you're not the only one who feels this way. The pandemic has mostly made work from home, home-based learning and telecommuting all the default. And this has really disrupted our routines. My patients often tell me that they no longer start work and knock off at regular hours because there's no distinction between work time and personal time anymore. They sleep at odd hours, their quality of sleep is reduced, and no matter how much they try to catch up on sleep over the weekend, they just can't ever seem to clear the sleep debt. So what I find helps is to set your alarm every day at the same time, even on the weekends. And regardless whether you're working from home or whether you're going to the office, make an effort to try to change into your work clothes every morning or have an early morning waking routine. Similarly, do a routine shutdown of your computer at the end of the day and have a routine to help you wind down. This will certainly help your brain to distinguish between work time and off time. Absolutely. I have a few friends who make it a point to get up now, you know, do their usual routine of hair and makeup, and then they get on with their work day at home. I mean, it's nothing fancy, but they tell me it makes them feel good and it feels like they're starting their day on the right foot. These are such great tips for us to practice on the daily. 
Thank you, Dr. Whitney, for joining us on today's episode of AIA on Air. I've learned so much from you, and it is such a great reminder for us to take care of ourselves. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope we've helped you step towards better holistic health. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to follow us here on Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.